0: The Lord, somebody shout, Hallelujah! Beloved, you are welcome to the episode three hundred sixty-five of Biblical Phronesis. In the previous episode, episode two, we talked about being an influential repeater like Nehemiah. We said that Nehemiah led up with influence as he got favor from the king of Persia, and we read Nehemiah two, Nehemiah two, verse five, after praying to God. The, the biblical phonesis of episode 2 also reminded us to pray to God first before we make any request to man. And to do that, we have to also learn to lead ourselves first before thinking of leading others. And more importantly, the magnitude of our influence is not decided by our position in church or society. In this episode today, below turn to what makes one a steadfast rebuilder like Nehemiah our passage is taken from Nehemiah chapter 4 verse 9 to 15. Nehemiah 4 9 to 15 I'm reading from the NIT version I'm starting now from verse 9 but we prayed to God to to our God and guided the city day and night to protect ourselves then the people of Judah began to complain the workers are getting tired and there's so much rubble to be moved we will never be able to build the wall by ourselves. Meanwhile, our uh, enemies were saying, Before they know what's happening, we will swoop down on them and kill them in their wall. Verse 12 The Jews who live near the enemy came and told us again and again, they will come from all directions and attack us. So, I placed armed guards behind the lowest part of the wall in the exposed areas. I stationed the people to stand guard by families and with swords, spears, and bowls. And then I looked over the situation, I called together the nobles and the rest of the people and said to them, Do not be afraid of the enemy. Remember the Lord, who is great and gracious. Fight for your brothers, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your homes. The of When our enemies heard that we knew of their plans and that God had forsaken them, we all returned return to our work on the wall. May the Lord bless the reader and hear of his word. But our key verse for this episode is actually verse 13 that I just read, wherein Emma said, So I place Am God behind the lowest part of the world in the exposed areas, I stationed on the people to stand guard by families and with swords, spears, and bows. We see here leadership in action. Beloved, if we look beyond that verse that I just repeated. We will know that several lessons to be learned from this passage you have read in Nehemiah 4:9 to 15. Several things came out for us as leaders. Below point number 1 to note that as leaders we must balance faith in God with readiness to succeed in assigned task. We must balance our faith in God with our readiness in order for us to succeed. The Jews in verse 9 of this chapter exhibited that balance very well. Between faith in god and preparedness or readiness as they employ some of the wall builders are as guard or as security guard to ensure that they were not taken unawares if the enemies decide to attack point number two we must clear away rubbish on the road to sources to make progress this is very very crucial we cannot make progress when there are see entrances we see in verse 10 that the rubble of 586 BC destruction were cleared away before the builders could make major progress on the rebuilding effort. The rubbish in certain instances may actually not be physical. They can be people or our habit that we must take away so that the Lord Almighty will, fulfill, will help us to fulfill destiny in the mighty name of Jesus. Point number three. We must exhibit courage under fire. This is very, very crucial if you are a leader. Yes, like Paul and Polycarp, we must confidently face opposition. Please see several episodes of Season 4 of BP on how Paul and Polycarp stood firm and steadfast when under fire. This point is made clearer in in, in the verse 11-12 to of Nehemiah 4 that we have read for this episode, where we noted that the strategy of the enemies was to frighten and intimidate the builders, with Nehemiah, by making them think the enemy are invisible. They will surprise them and they will destroy them. They will destroy the workers. But that was not going to happen. So, for us as children of God, we mustn't listen to wicked voices. Rather, we must listen to God. Why? Isaiah 26.3 Isaiah 26.3 says to us that the Lord will keep in perfect peace all. All a double l -l double l who trust in him all whose thoughts are fixed on him that's the promise of god for you and i point number four we must also position ourselves to do the work in verse 13 to 15 that we have read in the passage we see that despite the dangers and rumors of war nehemiah in his capacity as a leader, position men in the right places. In verse two of that same chapter, we, we noted that they had received word that Sambat, we invade with his army from Samaria. God Himself made this known to Nehemiah and his crew, so that they would prepare, and they did. They used that information to tick off readiness from their, in, in their toolbox. Point number four, we must also give God alone the glory for every victory won. Every victory that is won. We mustn't give ourselves the glory and we must not give somebody else what belongs to God. In the same verse, in, verse, in the verses verse 13 to 15, we know that though alert, armed, and ready, Nehemiah and God consistently, steadfastly gave God the glory for their victories and their building success. If it were you, will you do the same, or you will blow your own trumpet, that you are very smart. So, the victory of Nehemiah and his crew came despite the plot of Sambalat and Tobias. If we ask, what kind of plot were Sambalat and Tobias up to? What were they really planning, in case the Jews and Nehemiah, as they were doing the work, Verse 7-8 to of the chapter we read of our passage today suggests that the details of the plot were unclear, they were not really stated, they were not explicit. In, In any case, we also read that Nehemiah prepared for all eventualities. It was unclear whether Sambalat and his crew were trying to attack them either in the day or in the night. So Nehemiah had no choice, he had to think of all eventualities. So if we ask another question, why were the builders losing strength, as recorded in verse ten of the man four? The answer is very very simple. It's not because they were lazy or they were getting tired because of manual labor, but they were losing strength and they were becoming demoralized because of persistent mockery, what they were listening to, what they were hearing, all the threats that were unabating, that were not stopping. In other words, the morale of the builders on the worksite was going down not due to physical exhaustion on the work side, no, but due to verbal abuse and wicked rumours. We must be mindful of what we listen to and who we listen to and what we allow our team that is working with us to listen to and who we allow them to listen to. Beloved, if we find ourselves in such atmosphere, in such situations, we must put on the garment of faith. That That is what we must do. Beloved, we must put on the garment of ruthless consistency. That is when steadfastness is paramount. Ruthless consistency will help us to avoid failure related to strategic changes that we are trying to make in the work of rebuilding, either rebuilding an estate or rebuilding an enterprise or rebuilding a church or a parish or a department. Most work of rebuilding fail because of the following. Number one, leaders unwittingly or unknowingly or un- without intending to do that send mis messages that demoralize or demotivate the pe- their people and on the, by so doing they undermine the assignment. And we see many people doing that today. Number two, such effort will fail. When leaders focus on what they do, instead of what their people experience as a phenomenon, you, you, are, you are, as a leader, you are just focused on the information you are giving, not on what the people are experiencing, the people that are actually doing it, and how you assist them to do it better. You are just a conduit of passing information. Number three, leaders. Things like this fail. When leaders are not as committed as they think they are, they, they, they need to be. So, Nehemiah are the antidotes to these things, these three reasons that I've articulated. That is why the work of the rebuilding did not fail. The antidote to all these three problems that I articulated, message, sending miss messages, focusing on services, focusing on what the people that your co-workers are experiencing, or collaborators in the that are experiencing, and of course, having half-hearted commitment. The antidote is ruthless consistency. The antidote is steadfast consistency. This antidote is always the difference between success and failure in every enterprise, whether in the ministry or in the circular. Beloved, successful implementation of a change requires a systematic alignment of everything we do to the desired outcome. We must not take our eyes off the ball everything matters. The all is always greater than the sum of the parts. We must never forget that. The all is always greater than the sum of the individual parts. So, steadfast consistency means that everything we do is always aligned with our purpose and intentions. Like Nehemiah, everything he did was focused upon rebuilding of that world and rebuilding the spiritual life of the Jews at that particular time. So, It requires us to defeat the enemies conspiring against our commitment and some of those enemies they start with us, they are not just Ambala, Tobias and Goshen. Some of the enemies are within, enemy within, internal. Number one enemy that we must take away from us as leaders is complacency. All committed leaders must remove complacency from our lives. Number two is distraction. We must identify distraction and eliminate them immediately. All committed leaders must see distraction, remove them as Nehemiah did. Rumors, for example, are distraction; They are distracted from the work of rebuilding and Nehemiah dealt with it decisively. Number three thing that we must remove is ego. All committed leaders must never edge God out of the plans. After all, it is work that we are doing. We are just a tool. So we must persistently remove ego if we are to lead like Jesus. Rather, every Godly leader must exalt God only in all that we will do. When we do that, we will enhance our credibility, enhance our strength and integrity, and all this will lead us to achieve our aim. Let us close biblical finances for this episode. The passage that we read to the Nehemiah four nine to fifteen shows us that commitment or steadfastness is vital, rather, to defeating our problems. Steadfastness is important. One of the greatest tests of character in leaderships are we undo opposition because they will come. Since we started in episode one of this season, we will know that Nehemiah faced common tactics of the opposition. This include, he faced ridicule. We, 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 saw, he, we can see that in Nehemiah 4, 1 to 3. He faced resistance, Nehemiah 4, 7 to 8. He had to undo rumors of war that never actually materialized. Nehemiah 4, 11 to 12. However, in all this, he never gave up. As rebuilders or leaders in this generation, we must do the same. Instead of giving in to ridicule, resistance, and rumors, beloved, we as leaders, just as Nehemiah did, we must rely on God, respect the opposition, because when we respect them, we know how to deal with them, reinforce our weak point or our weaknesses. We must reassure the people working with us. When they are demonized, we must encourage them, leave them, leave their spirit. More importantly, we must refuse to quit. All these are outlined in the text we have read today, Nehemiah 4, 9-15. Therefore, commitment, persistence, and steadfastness is really the ultimate gauge of our leadership. It, it is the key to the attitude that will help us to outlast oppositions and critics, because we have them as we move along. So, Nehemiah taught us in this episode, he taught us this episode he, he, that steadfastness is crucial to us in order for us to realize the goals of our assignment. So, let us pray, beloved. Father, help us, King of glory, Lord of love, that holds up our honor, be persistent committed and steadfast. In the face of opposition, where it comes to fulfilling destiny, in the mighty name, name of Jesus. As leaders, give us the grace to be steadfast, to our class, to our people, in the mighty name of Jesus. Jesus, is the most precious name. Beloved, if you enjoyed this episode, please like us on our various media platforms. And also join us at the Redeemed Christchurch of God Restoration House online or on-site in Blue 40, South Africa. We welcome comments from you. Please use all our platforms on Facebook as well as YouTube. we come to you in the next episode of Biblical Phonesis. May the Lord keep you safe and blessed. May He shower you with divine wisdom daily to succeed in the mighty name of Jesus.